0: Welcome to the Inspired Podcast. I am a wife, mom, educator, lawyer, and coach. I want to be a friend and mentor that can walk with you on your motherhood journey. I believe the most important thing we can do for our children is to live a life filled with joy, authenticity, empowerment, fun, and purpose. I spend so many hours reading, coaching, studying, learning, and listening. I want to show you what has been helpful for me and for my guests. We will talk about real tools for everything, from feeling good enough, to parenting, to how to finally reach your goals, how to find fulfillment, how to stay motivated, how to feel more confident, build healthy habits, and so much more. I believe that with the right tools, we each can create a beautiful life. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, and I'm so excited you're here. Free worksheets or guides will be available for this podcast. Subscribe and follow this podcast so you don't miss out. For access to the free worksheets, click the link in the show notes below. Remember, I believe in you and in your ability to create a beautiful life. Ready, set, let's get inspired. Hey friends, it's Allison, and I am back with another episode of the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share five things with you that your teen or tween can do the next time they are feeling emotional. I actually would suggest maybe listen to this with your teen or tween or send it to them. These really make a big difference and can leave our teens and tweens feeling so empowered because let's be honest, big emotions can be really overwhelming and really scary, but these five things can really help. So has anyone in your life ever been really emotional, really irrational? If your answer is yes, know that you're not alone. I have to admit, I have done a lot of work in this area, but I still get this way sometimes. I think it's normal, right? We all do. But during the tween teen years, it's even more common. It's so common and it's so normal for our teen and tweens to be moody and to be emotional and to be irrational. So if yours are, please remember you're not a bad mom and that your kids are not bad kids. In fact, there's so much science behind why they're so emotional and irrational at times. And it's because their brains are not fully developed. So I want you to remember that you are operating from a different program than they are. Okay. From teen to toddler, from toddler to teen and on. They literally have a different brain than you. I don't know about you, but I find this really comforting to know this. So what do we do? How can we move through the emotional storms and turbulence of tweens and teens? I suggest these five things that they can practice. And to be honest, we can practice too. So here they are. Number one is water. Number two is walking. Number three is outdoors. Number four, connection. And number five is the power of the pause. And we're going to dive into all of these. So number one, I remember I first discovered this when I was a new mom. I had three young kids and we were constantly going, 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 going. They were all really, really close in age. And this one thing felt like a salvation at times. Sometimes I would even do it twice a day. And every time I felt better. Any guesses on what it is? It was a shower, like so simple, right? And before you say a shower, really, Elson, a shower? Hear me out. Every single time I took a shower, I felt better. It felt like a reset. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just know I felt so much better after. And there's science behind it. Science actually says that when you take a warm shower, it promotes relaxation, it reduces stress, and it allows us to get clarity. I mean, have you ever had a great idea or like a solution to a problem pop into your head when you're in the shower? That happens to me all the time and that's because we're so relaxed and when we're relaxed we can think better. When we aren't emotional we think more clearly. So the next time your child or anyone you know to be honest including yourself is stressed or emotional take a shower. I can tell you that it works. I see it in myself and I see it in my kids all the time. Another thing I like to teach and do myself is a visualization exercise when you are in the shower. So the next time you are in the shower, I really want you to try this as the water's coming down. I want you to imagine it literally washing away all your worries, washing away all your stress, washing away all the judgments, the concerns, any mistakes that you made, anything that's frustrating you or annoying you. I want you to imagine it washing away all of that and letting it go. Everything you can't control is just getting washed right down the drain. It really makes a difference and you really feel better. Number two is so easy, and it's just to get outside. I remember when my kids were little, I would take them outside as much as possible. They would be having a meltdown. They'd be emotional. We'd go outside, and they would calm down, and I had no idea why, but I just knew it worked, and I kept doing it. I mean, it would even be winter, really cold, and I would bundle them up, and I would get them outside, and it would completely shift the energy. And I still do it now, even though my kids are older. And to be honest, I do it too. I often step outside when I'm feeling emotional. Science says you only need five minutes, five minutes outside to completely change your emotional state. When we get outside, the fresh air raises oxygen levels in our brain, which increases serotonin, which is a happy and calm chemical. So the next time you or your kids are feeling stressed, try to step outside and take some deep breaths. Number three is to take a walk. So this summer, I was at a baseball tournament with my son. He plays baseball. And a player on the other team was really upset. And I heard the coach tell the player to take a walk. And to be honest with you, I was thinking, like, take a walk? Like, is that that what you're going to tell him to do? But the boy stepped off the field and walked around the field one time. And he came back. And it was like he was a completely different kid. And this can help in any situation, because what I discovered is the actual process of taking a walk tells our brains that it's safe, that they can calm down, and it allows us to offload any stress, anger, or emotions through movement. So this can help in any situation. You can suggest they take a walk, or you can take a walk to cool down. If emotions are getting too high, take a walk. It really, really helps. I remember a while back when one of our dogs, this is actually not the best story, but (laughs) I just thought about it. One of our dogs got a hold of our sweet, sweet bunny and the bunny was fine, but she was so terrified and she would not stop shaking. And we were really scared because she would not stop shaking and we weren't sure if she was okay. I remember I called the vet and the vet said that animals shake and move to offload or release high stress and emotions. So think about that for a minute. Animals automatically shake or move to offload high stress or emotions. So the same can hold true for us when we are stressed or when we are emotional. Walking is movement and it helps us release the stress and the emotions. Walking has been shown to increase calm. It releases endorphins, which are happy hormones. So the next time someone is stressed or emotional, including you, try to take a walk inside or outside of the house. Number four is one of my favorites, and it's connection. When we share, when we are vulnerable, and when we allow others in to what we are struggling with, what we are stressed about, what we are emotional about, we just feel better. I remember when I was in college, and I was in um, a sorority alpha fee, and whenever anyone had an issue, they would come to a friend's room and talk it out. And talking it out really helps. It's been shown to clear the stress and emotions out of our systems. Connecting with a trusted friend, a parent, or a family member allows our kids to let go of stress and emotions. Oftentimes, just the act of speaking it out gives them some distance from it and they feel better. When they share and connect with others, it can increase their well-being, lower their anxiety, stress, and also increase their self-esteem. So the next time your teen or tween is stressed or emotional, encourage them to talk it out with someone they trust. And it doesn't have to be right away. They could do it when they feel like doing it. It could be you, but if it's not you, mom, don't take offense to that, okay? Because sometimes, even though we love our kids so much, they don't want to talk to mom and it hurts. But again, that's another natural progression of them getting older, of them wanting independence and looking for outside support. So maybe it's you. If it's not you, maybe it's another family member or a trusted friend. It really, really helps just for them to be heard and has been a huge help for so many women I talk to and so many kids. Okay, so number five. I know that sometimes when you're stressed and emotional at work or at school, you know, if it's us that's emotional or if it's our kids, oftentimes you can't do the things that I just said. You can't take a shower, you can't step outside, you can't take a walk, and sometimes you don't have a trusted friend to vent to, or you just don't have the time, or it's not appropriate at that time. So this last tool is one of my favorites, and I've talked about it before, and it's called the Power Pause. I remember when I was still practicing law, and my boss would do this all the time, and it would make me really uncomfortable at the time, but it was so effective, and I want to share it with you too. So imagine emotions would be running really high. There'd be one client on one side with a set of attorneys and then us on the other side with um, our client. We would either be in court in trial. Maybe we'd be in a deposition or meetings and the emotions would just pop off and be so high. And what my boss would do, would do is he would literally just stop speaking. And it would take a minute for people to realize that he stopped speaking. But when he did... Everyone else would stop speaking too. And it almost gave everyone a minute to reflect on their behavior and reset. I realized that by him pausing like that, allowed everybody to regain control and power of themselves and their emotions. And after everybody paused for a minute, so he would pause and then everyone else naturally would pause, emotions would fall and he would start talking again. You can use this anywhere. And so can our kids. And during the pause, I would add on to something that my boss probably didn't do at the time, but I would suggest that your kids breathe. As you know, I love breath work. I'm a uh, certified meditation teacher, and I think that our breath is the best medicine, one of the greatest tools we have. And when we breathe in the right way, we can control our emotions. We can allow our emotions to move through us just by breathing we can calm ourselves down and we can feel more relaxed. My favorite breathing is the 4 6 seven breathing, where you inhale in through your nose for 4 into your belly. It's important to get that breath into your belly because that's when it sends signals to your brain to relax. Hold your breath for a count of 6 and slowly exhale for a count of 7. And continue breathing like this until you feel calm. And our kids and us. But our kids can do this anywhere. They can do it in the bathroom. They can do it at the lunch table, at their desk, before a test. You could do it at work. They could do it while driving, on the bus home, if someone's mean to them. It is such a great tool to have to move through emotions. Everybody should know this and everybody should practice this. The next time your kid's stressed about maybe a test or an assessment or a conflict at school, remind them to breathe. And I understand that sometimes they push back when they hear things from mom, and sometimes they push back when they hear things from dad. But when they see us practicing it ourselves, so oftentimes if emotions are high in my house, I'll give you an example. I'll say to my kids, I need a minute. I'm gonna take a pause, and I'm gonna take some deep breaths. So I'll vocalize this to them, and they see me doing it, and by them seeing me doing it and modeling it, they do it too. It's honestly so effective. And that's why you see so many elite athletes taking deep breaths before performing. That's why you see so many business people using breath work. It really, really works. So the next time your kids are feeling emotional, suggest to them to practice this power pause. To pause, to take some deep breaths, and get back to a place where they are calm, or what I like to call the green zone which I have a past episode where I talked about the green zone and the red zone and how I like to use this with kids and also how I like to use it explaining emotions to women too. So if you're interested in that, you can go back to a previous episode for that too. So here are the takeaways from this episode. Number one, our kids are going to be emotional. Their brains literally are not fully developed and they are not operating with the same mental capacity that our brains have. They are naturally more emotional and they are naturally more irrational. It does not mean that you are a bad mom and it doesn't mean that your child is a bad kid. To be honest with you, I don't believe there are such things as bad kids. There's just bad decisions. Um, Number two, the next time your child is feeling emotional, suggest these things. Suggest them taking a shower suggest that they get outside, suggest that they go for a walk, suggest that they connect with someone else and share what is on their mind. And last, but definitely not least, which is my favorite, suggest that they practice the power of the pause and do some of those deep breaths, that four, six, seven breathing. I'd love to hear what you would add to this list. If you have anything that you would like to share, please send it to me at Allison Marchetti on Instagram. You can send me a message of what you would add to this list. I love hearing from you guys. If you know someone who would find this episode helpful, whose children are emotional, which let's be honest, all of ours get emotional at times, please send it to them so they know they're not alone and hopefully they'll benefit from some of these tips too. If you're looking for more, please visit my website. It's www.alisonmarketti.com. And if you found this episode helpful, I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. It really allows us to grow this community. I want to thank you so much for being here. And I will be back next week.